0: Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode, bonus edition of Firmamental Podcast with your host, Raul, and my man, Alex, with me once again, going to bring you another AR-15, folks, another bonus episode. Uh, we're finding out that these things are pretty fun to do. Ain't that right,
1: Alex? Yeah, man, that's uh, I mean, this gets me hyped up. So usually I take a slow approach, but you're forcing me to go quick, uh, quick and dirty with uh, with some serious rapid fire. So I'm I'm trying to get better at your style.
0: <laughs> well, hey, dude, this is your idea, man. You're the one that says like, hey, dude, we should start doing these things called AR-15s, little 15 minute bonus episodes or me. and You could just go on some quick hitters. And I was like, that's tremendous, man. Alex and Raul for 15 minutes, AR-15s. So like, hey, man, you're the one that created this monster.
1: Oh man! Oh crap! So now I'm on the spot. So I gotta like I gotta bring the heat on this one. So I actually wanted to give a shout out to Devin, who was on the last podcast, and uh, I wanted to uh, you know thank thank him for bringing up so many great points about uh, nutrition and, and and how things are going, and that really uh, inspired me to do this episode. So I actually really wanted to talk about uh, John D. Rockefeller, and if anybody doesn't know, sorry.
0: Oh, That's no, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, dude. You're going just fine. And you are going to you're going to be the primary source on this episode. I just wanted to say one thing. You did say he was like on the last episode. So we're recording a few of these ahead of time. So there will probably be some more episodes released before this one is. So uh, but Devin is in the catalog. And I think Alex is only jocking him because he's got some Canadian roots, though. Just know that it's a, some fellow Canucks tugging each other off there.
1: You're going to notice that I say sorry a lot because I'm so Canadian. I'm so polite. So you're never going to hear me tell Raul
0: off for cutting me off or anything. I'll actually apologize for him cutting me off. <laughs> yeah, no, folks, we're on FaceTime with one another. So uh, we're giving each other crap here. But anyways, back to you, my friend.
1: Yeah, man. So it's kind of funny. Like I've been looking up all sorts of different articles about Rockefeller. He was born in. Uh, so John D. Rockefeller was born in 1839 and it's funny like he was actually the son of a traveling snake oil salesman i didn't know that i'm gonna have to fact check this article yeah. but i thought man how how perfect if he actually was the son of a of a shyster right who went, went around and just like scammed people with you know fake fake elixirs of medicine so he's actually most famously known for being like the monopoly guy of of oil in america like he I think at one point he had owned uh 90% of all the oil companies in all of America. That's like, that's pretty Epic. That's crazy. I don't know yeah.
0: I think the, that he's probably inspiration for the monopoly game. I don't know what the character's name in was name is with the monocle, but like, it's probably actually like a retarded cartoon of John D Rockefeller. Right. Exactly. So I, it, it's so sinister how
1: smart and evil this guy was, but man so not only does he monopolize medicine or uh oil but he then turns it into uh like the medical industry and he starts by figuring out that he can turn petroleum-based uh like what what do they call it petrochemicals into pills and medicines to you know treat certain ailments and i i was just like wow like this guy's this guy's pretty wild
0: So, uh, I don't, so I, I I hear about this petroleum based medicine. So I don't think it was the actual medicine, but I think they had a bunch of medicines that they were turning into pills and they were coating them with this petroleum base. Right. So when you take the pill, you don't taste the actual medicine. It's this coating of petroleum. And then when you swallow it, it dissolves into your body. Is that what that petroleum based medicine is all about or it or might, is it literally they were putting petrochemicals in all of the medicine saying because it was necessary for some chemical component? Like, how did that work? Yeah, I would say it's probably a little bit of both, because the reason that they
1: did that was so that they could um what's what's the word when you like patent it, when you, you could you could patent it. And they had like all these like chemicals and they were patenting them and so that they could make, you know, as, they could basically set the prices and make make X you know thousands of percent profits on on these things so they didn't want anybody else to be able to create these types of medicines because back then everybody was you know using herbs and natural remedies right like this was actually a huge problem to them
0: oh back when there was uh, cocaine and (laughs) coca-cola
1: right (laughs) everybody was way more productive when they were drinking coke in the yeah
0: oh yeah dude
1: Yeah. So I'd no, no.
0: rather I'd, pr- I'd rather drink the Coke from back then than than from today, though. I don't know if my employer would like that, but I think I would rather drink the real Coke instead of the Coke that they're selling us now. Yeah. So
1: not only did he do that, but him and I believe Dale Carnegie, they teamed up. Uh, who Dale Carnegie actually was a, a known eugenist. So anybody who doesn't know what that word means, look it up like. Bill Gates's dad is like one of the most famous eugenists. It's like these elites that want a perfect race, a perfect, a perfect society, you know, keep keeping these bloodlines pure. These are like truly, truly like sick, evil people that think that we're, you know, that we're the cancer of the world and they're, you know, this pure bloodline. So that's a, that's a a very interesting rabbit hole to go down. So
0: yeah, the eugenic rabbit hole is very interesting. I do want to interject here and just let you guys know too. Uh, where I grew up, it, or you know, part of my life, and my family's from La- a small town Las Vegas, New Mexico, and Northern New Mexico. And right across from my dad's house was a Carnegie library. These people were all also deeply embedded into our educational institutions. And you're right about eugenics. If you don't know about eugenics, go research them. Plant Parenthood is a eugenics organization, and they're all about abortions. And the lady who invented them purposely put them in impoverished neighborhoods because she wanted to to lower the demographics of black and brown people. These are some sick individuals. They're not your friends. You know, fun fact. About
1: eugenics Uh, in Canada. We have a really famous lady. I I can't remember what her her name is now, Nellie something. I I have to like check myself. But I was helping my daughter do a, a book report on this woman who was actually fighting for women's rights to vote. And she was actually the first woman to ever vote in Canada. And she was one of the most powerful or famous eugenicists in Canada. This woman who You know was was fighting for the vote and i didn't know that until i did this book report with my daughter and they were like openly bragging that she was like she was very proud of that so to me that that's crazy that's just such a huge red flag like like they're doing the world a a great service right they're playing god oh
0: yeah yeah so back to the rockefellers man you're 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 on this rockefeller and carnegie thing so, uh, so these
1: guys team up and they're viewing natural remedies natural medicines uh plant-based medicines they're viewing that as the enemy so they create all these medical schools and they start pushing out all of the all of the old ways everything's getting pushed out and for you to be able to get your medical license and be trained and become a certified doctor you have to you know subscribe to the carnegie rockefeller model of medical school systems of like you know pushing their drugs right and 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 what do you see right now right in our medical system like this is not a conspiracy theory you can you can see the you know what's happening you can see the writing on the wall like when i go to the doctor the doctor can't wait to shove a bunch of pills down my mouth for for any little ailment they they don't want
0: natural med, like they don't want natural remedies oh no uh you know, what's funny is you can tell your doctor like, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I've changed my diet and I'm doing this. And they'll be like, oh, well, I guess continue just doing what you're doing. But uh, I would really suggest you taking this prescription. And I know it sounds crazy. We got listeners from all around the world. And I did want to mention this to other people in other countries that aren't aware that's never been to America. America's one of only two countries in all of the countries that exist in all of the world that play pharmaceutical ads on their TV as commercials and their, their radio networks. And like people that come here from other countries are blown away when they see the amount of, of pharmaceutical ads being played on our TV. And it's funny, if you've never seen them and my listeners are uh, our, our listeners from around the world, um, it's funny because they'll be like, oh, it we got this, uh, this pill for acne but it might make you blind. It might make you shit blood. Like, okay, would I rather just have acne or do I want to go blind and shit blood? You know? And then it's like, that's the thing with pharmaceutical drugs is like you take one. Now you have these other, uh, you know, uh, ailments because it's the side effects, right? So now you're taking another pill for those side effects. And then that pill has side effects. So you're taking another pill. The next thing you know, you got uh, a cabinet filled with all these prescription drugs. And you're right, man. That's exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to get rid of homeopathic. They wanted to get rid of natural medicine. You know, like there's a reason why there was medicine men in these ancient tribes, you know, and that stuff worked. You know, it came from Mother Earth. It came from God directly. And they knew this stuff worked and it was time tested. And now we're coming into this era where, you, you know, you can only subscribe to taking these drugs or you can't practice medicine medicine in our country and it really is like corruption and that it's led up to the corruption that we have now
1: right so guess what happens when everybody starts taking petrochemicals as their new medicines everybody starts getting or, or not everybody but more and more people start uh, coming down with cancer right right So what what does Rockefeller do, the genius? Uh, Yeah, I
0: heard cancer wasn't even a thing a few hundred years ago. Right. Like like cancer is something that really boomed like, you know, uh, mid-1900s and on. The numbers have just been increasing more and more. Exactly. It was super rare. So all of a sudden, he
1: has all these people taking these petrochemicals. Cancer starts going on the rise. And Rockefeller, being the genius that he is, decides that he's going to open up the, you know, like the school of or the. The Cancer Research Society, and he's going to cure cancers that he's basically caused, right? Like how, how amazing of a chess plan he probably didn't even plan for that to happen, but he saw like he was such a visionary. He's like, oh man, all these people are getting cancer. This is another opportunity, right? Create the problem, create the sol- or create the solution to the problem, and he's just making money over money over money. It's just unbelievable, and. And what do you see now, right? Like we've talked about this even on the Silver Bullet episode. Like we had Terry Fox. Everybody, I would, would really strongly advise you to go Google Terry Fox. He's a Canadian hero. One-legged guy, 20 years old, had cancer. And he ran halfway across Canada, but before dying. And he was raising, I think his foundations raised billions of dollars for cancer research. And he'd be spinning in his grave right now if he knew how much the economy relied on cancer now. Not the cure. But how it how much we need cancer to just keep our economy going like it's unbelievable what's happening right now.
0: So I, I wanted to bring this up because when you talk about like it's like he came up with the drugs that cause a problem that caused cancer and now he started an institution to treat cancer. It's almost like a pimp having a stable of hoes. And then he's slapping the hose around and giving them bruises all over their face. And then he tells them with the money that they just they just made turning tricks for him. He says, give me some of that money so I could give you an ice pack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. like, you know, that's kind of what it reminds me of. You know, that's a metaphor, obviously, folks. And I'm kind of cracking jokes here. <laughs> but this is serious subject matter. But like, honestly, it's like ridiculous. Think about that. Like, think about that. And it also reminds me too, I start thinking about stuff like remember when they demonized marijuana and I don't remember who the name of the tycoon was that was running the lumber industry. But, you know, before radios and before TV, the biggest way people would get their news was through magazines, not magazines, but uh, uh, well, newspapers and magazines. Right. Right. So whoever had the monopoly on the lumber industry and was selling to these newspapers, they could they were making billions of dollars in that time because that was the main source of information. They started uh, demonizing uh, marijuana in the newspapers because they were supplying the the, the newspaper companies with paper with the paper, so they started uh, paying for lobbyists to demonize marijuana, and they came up with this whole slogan because not only like can marijuana be used medicinally, but they came up with these ridiculous stories that people were. And, and I'm not joking. Okay, this is real. I'm not being racist. They were saying in these newspapers way in the olden days that black and brown people were smoking marijuana and going on hallucinogenic trips and raping white women. And that uh, marijuana was this evil drug and it was causing people to lose their minds. And you had reefer madness and all this stuff. And really what it was, was the paper industry and the sawmill industry was being threatened by the production of hemp because hemp can be grown anywhere and you can you can make paper products you can make clothes out of it and all this stuff and they were looking at a rival that they wanted to take out.
1: Right. And it actually grows 9 times faster than trees.
0: Yeah. So it's exactly. actually
1: it's actually better for the environment. You plant a, you know, a forest of hemp and chop it down 9 times over before, you know, you have a bunch of oak trees, right? Exactly. It's crazy. So my last point on the Rockefellers, if that wasn't enough, I didn't even realize this but he was a big contributor or a big part of the Federal Reserve that was f- founded in 1913 as well. So if you want another fun rabbit hole, you look at the Titanic, why it sank, who who didn't go on the Titanic and and why and it's it's pretty amazing. The guys that were, you know, opposing the Federal Reserve, they pretty much sank on the Titanic while Rockefeller and the Rothschilds they're laughing all the way to the bank because, you know, they just didn't make enough money off the oil and off the medicine off the cancer. Like these guys are truly sons of snake oil salesmen. If I, you know, that's a good way to wrap it up. <laughs> we got 10 seconds. So I don't know. Yeah, how you no, want to
0: finish this. Hey, no, you know, I, I think that is hilarious, dude. I do want to fact check that though. I mean, not the fact check their fact checkers, but that's funny. I mean, and even if it's not, even if his daddy or his grandpappy was a snake oil salesman or wasn't, like they definitely are, and I just love that. Uh, like to think that his dad was a snake oil salesman—that's just <laughs> hilarious, dude. So if that's the truth, that's just the freaking crown in the. That's the gem in the crown, you know. Yeah, man. Anyway, thanks for letting
1: me do this one.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, we love you, Alex. You're the firmamental family. And uh, we just want to say thank you again for joining us on this quick AR-15 episode. So peace out to all you firmamentalists out there. Remember, protect your dome. And we'll see you next time. How
2: do we find ourselves here? Within. To blame